Everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a dog for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if Mom and Dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. The body of Michael Myers was disposed of in a midnight procession. There would be no tombstone, no memorial. The mysteries were put to bed, and the story as we told it was to fade with time. The events of Haddonfield that created so much violence and bloodshed finally had resolved. I've said goodbye to my boogeyman. But the truth is, evil doesn't die. It changes shape. Ah, welcome to Everything Old is New Again, Halloween version. Douglas Viviani here, sitting with the gentleman across the way that basically looks like that omnipresent jack-o'-lantern himself, David Cohen. Yes. (laughs) Fun time of year again. It is. Uh, We've had some great, uh, great experiences during Halloween uh, of yesteryear. This year, I figured what we would do is take a look at entertainment, Hollywood-style, Halloween-style, Hollywood-Halloween-style, that makes sense. That was the last scene of 13 Halloween movies, and I'm glad for it. Since 1978, when that movie came out, we saw it in the theater, we were enthralled. It took the world by storm. It Halloween made, the franchise, not yes. Halloween the yes, the movie franchise. Correct. And it was amazing. But since yeah. then, for the past 45 years, there have been hundreds, hundreds of movies where someone is stalking someone else and looking to kill them most of the time with a knife. And uh, so we'll call them slasher movies. To me, I think and hope. Halloween ends ended the slasher movie as a genre and especially as a genre for Halloween because to me Halloween is more than being scared by being chased with someone from that's carrying a knife David Cohen I agree and even though the original Halloween was about someone being scared by someone being chased by a knife you know there was more to it than that obviously and you know just the the whole setting the way the film was shot and just it was so it was such a classic but yeah and it just sort of became a mockery of that after speaking of the mockery let's just look have at you it. seen the mockery it's actually <laughs> really scary uh the the price of the ticket to go see the mockery is the scary part uh here we go <laughs> halloween franchise had 13 movies Child's Play or Chucky had eight Chucky. movies. Eight. Nightmare on Elm Street, nine movies. Wow. Scream, six movies. Friday the 13th, 12 movies. 12. Saw, nine movies. Candyman, mm. four movies. I Know What You Did Last Summer, three movies. Those <laughs> franchises alone add up to 64 movies in 45 years. 
and god knows how much they made over that time (laughs) crazy but i don't know i think it's we've come a long way um from the origin the original of all of the and this is not slasher but the original of all of the idea that halloween movies should be scary which i may or may not agree with but at least that's what's ingrained in our society here's the beginning i think is so cool in 1931 the babe ruth of all of these scary movies we'll call them frankenstein do you remember this a guy comes out before the movie before the movie plays the producer or representative the producer comes out on stage in the film and says this Mr. Carl Lindley feels it would be a little unkind to present this picture without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to... Uh, well, we've warned you. Did you have any remembrance of that when we saw that on WPIX Chiller Theater? You know, None. I think they cut that out. It's right before... Frankenstein basically I mean of course it's PR but it's basically you're you've got your popcorn you've got your ticket it's 1931 the movies are brand new it's black and white you've got this story this Mary Shelley story which back in the day there were very literate people I would not be surprised if lots of people had read the book from the late hmm. 1890s right Mary Shelley's right. book I think it was 1898 and um kind of knew the story and we're all excited and then some guy comes out and says listen producer tells me this is an odd, crazy story. This is going to be a story. But, you know, that sounded like it was more for effect. That I don't think they were really telling, warning people. You know, I think they were just getting you excited for it. Exactly. Definitely. But I, but no yeah. one's done that since. Like, that is so <laughs> You don't see yeah. Spielberg come out right. before Poltergeist right. and say, listen, I just want to let you know this is going to be a little bit scary. If you don't, you know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe there's some truth to it, though. Maybe, maybe they were. It, it was sort of like a... Um, Half and half, right? It was sort of like a performance to get you excited, but also covering their own butts so that if, you know, people did freak out, at least they were forewarned. I mean, listen, so. movies were only like, what would you say? The first movie was like 25, something like that. Movie theaters. No, dude, you know, we were, so I was scrolling through some streaming service just to digress for a minute, but it's still on the horror Halloween genre. And I, I forget which, maybe it was Prime Video or something, but they have these one to like 12 minute short films that were uh, more like illusion based. They were doing like special effects literally from 1898 through 1903. So just watching those films, I remember turning to uh, my son and I said, could you imagine back then? Like people had no idea what what film was. It just didn't exist. And when you walk into a theater and you see this thing portrayed, like what can you actually equate that to today that would shock people as much? It would almost be like seeing people who aren't really there walk into your living room, right? They look and and sound and feel real. 
and they're performing something in your living room, but they're not really there. I think that would be the closest that I could come today to, to just the shock value of seeing a film back then. And especially like Frankenstein, which not only is it crazy because it's up there in front of you, but it's probably really scary because nothing like that had been done before, right? Exactly. And and uh, what you're describing, I don't know how in the 19, early 1900s, I don't know if there were that many theaters. By the 20s, I would say 2025, 20, the silent movies and all, theaters started to be around. More broad, so, yeah. so maybe right. you're talking about 10 years, though. It's still new. 10 years yeah. of a theater. you know. So it was really creative and took the world by storm. The question is, and I'm going to look at for just for this section and next section, the universal film series of some of these highlights of, of the Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman. What did they do with these stories? Now, Frankenstein, we know, was amazing. Bride of Frankenstein, people say, is even better than Frankenstein, right? Then you had the right. son of Frankenstein with Basil Rathbone, who back in the day was, of course, Sherlock Holmes. And and that was pretty good. They had Ghost of Frankenstein. Now Lon Chaney Jr., who's the Wolfman, took over for you know the Frankenstein role. And Bella Lugosi, who was Dracula, was Ye Igor. So these ah. actors were were intertwining. And Ghost of Frankenstein's right. where uh, the Frankenstein monster only listened to Igor, and Igor got revenge. Hmm. And then you got Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, nineteen forty one. Not so sure how great a movie that was. Uh, then there was House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, and those you know the, the involved and they mixed and matched you know the monsters in all of those movies, and they were just sort of like uh, knockdown dragouts, almost like wrestling matches. And then finally, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, right? Abbott Costello mm -hmm. vanquished them all. That was the last Universal movie involving. Frankenstein, Universal now, I'm talking about, not all Universal the others. Pictures. Yeah, right. Universal Pictures. So um, that Frankenstein clearly, to me, is the Babe Ruth of, uh, of this clan. And I think now when we get back, we're going to just briefly go through the Universal film series and then see what is the future. Now we're looking at the past. What is the future of... Uh, all of this, of horror movies. Are we going to go to these monsters anymore? Are there different kind of monsters? Are we going to still go with slashers? Are we doing something else? We'll be back on Everything Old is New Again to investigate right here, right now. Halloween. The monster created by a man they call Mad recording is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men, to shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. <laughs> this is the story you've heard about, talked about, the spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Listen, you're making enough noise to wake up the dead. I don't have to wake him up. He's up. I saw a hand there. You don't know what you're talking about. You're all excited reading this legend. Now listen. Listen, Wilbur. I know there's no such a person as Dracula. You know there's no such a person as Dracula. But does Dracula know it? Ah, welcome back. Everything old is new again. That's a little bit from Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. We just left off. David, you're smiling. You still have a warm... Does that movie have a warm uh, place in your heart? I don't know how you say it. Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, there's this Dracula. There's no such thing as Dracula. <laughs> yeah, there were some funny lines in there. Yeah, for sure. uh, I enjoyed that. The question is, 
after uh, we've taken a look at Frankenstein, let's just go back, all those movies we spoke about, ending with Abba Costello meet Frankenstein, is there anything left in the tank for these type of movies? Let's just look at Dracula and Wolfman for a moment uh, real quick and see what they've explored what they've done is there anything left to do with these characters and if so what if not then what is the future if the slasher movie is over what is the future of entertainment on halloween in the movies does that make sense Mm -hmm. so we take a look we've got dracula now did you did you i I guess you've seen dracula when's the first time you saw dracula how old were you oh uh, probably like Eight, nine years old. Yeah, so now put yourself in an eight, nine, ten. I was the same. Your old's mind or body. Or Leo, I should say. Like, Just think of yourself as eight or nine or eleven, around that range, listening to this. I am Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible. I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. I know you you love the way they pronounce their words and they describe What things. was it back then? It was <laughs> so weird. But before that... that accent you... that everyone spoke with. <laughs> It was almost like an affectation of an English, a modified, very modified English Yeah, very accent, modified, right. But it gave right. you some, like, uh, higher class or something, you know, or some authority, you know? Yeah. Like, if you had but a even, little bit... Like, even in the films, all the actors and actresses, they all spoke with that that affect. It's so weird. <laughs> now, did you hear... was in the minds of these men. <laughs> did you hear the guy, the first guy? Yeah. Did that not sound like the same guy that starts the Frankenstein movie? Yes, it, it, it's the it same absolutely guy. Absolutely is. So yeah. now we know in my world because they did the same thing here. Whether I don't think that was before the movie, but that was in a, like a trailer. I think that's um, more or less an act. We, we can put that to rest because yes, he's an actor definitely. now. The second film he's promoting. Yeah, that was. I I didn't think that was like a studio producer or anything. Right. The first time you played it, it was definitely an actor doing that. It was, too, it was too over the top, you know? Now, Dracula was scary. Think about 1931. Frankenstein came out, and then Dracula came out. Dra- which was scarier to you growing up? Um, I think Frankenstein, just because Dracula, you kind of knew what he did and what you know why he was evil. Frankenstein was, he's like a wild card. Like, what did he actually do to you? You know, like, the he threw the girl in the well or whatever, but... But you knew he was capable of much, much, much destruction, but they never showed it, right? They never showed what he could do. And I think that was some of the the brilliance behind it, because you just saw him and you knew, like, "Mm -hmm, I wouldn't want to mess with this guy. He could tear your limb, literally tear your limb from limb. Even though it was never, they never showed it, right? right? But the the scariest part is, almost like the Hulk, and I think Marvel was very smart to do this, and I, and I think they took it from Frankenstein, uh, is you don't know what, what's going to set him off. You don't True. really know. And we don't like he's in the he's in the scene. I think it was the Bride of Frankenstein. We smoking the cigar. Right. And he's, he's having a, a glass of uh, wine and he's having a good time. Right. But then the yeah. guy lights the, fa- the flame for the cigar. 
and he freaks out. Yeah, so you don't know what's going to freak him out. So you're hanging out with a, with a guy that you're having a good time with, and you're making buddies with the strongest guy on the planet, let's say. And then he could turn on you, as he does almost everybody, just like that, you know? And you know, it's crazy. I don't know if this happens to you, but now in my mind, I get them confused. I get Frankenstein and Brighter Frankenstein confused with young Frankenstein. You're thinking of Gene Hackman when I said that scene, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. All right. But here's an unknown thing, which is very interesting to me. (laughs) The Dracula movie from 31 had a sequel. The sequel had all of the same actors, except for, of course, Dracula, who was vanquished. It was called Dracula's Daughter. And in essence, Van Helsing and all those characters are still in the movie. And eventually they run across Dracula's daughter, who is a girl that uh, in the beginning doesn't know what's happening. And she sooner or later gives in to the fact that she's a vampire and she kidnaps uh, people and she you know, does the usual routine. And then Van Helsing and some others have to come and vanquish her. And I want to get into the whole story, but I will say this. This movie, I'm so surprised. Go on any movie site at all, any. They all give this movie three and four stars. They say it's an amazing, great movie. Dracula's Daughter. Dracula's huh? Daughter. I never heard of it. They say it's a great I never, performance. I never did either. Ingenious. They call it ingenious turn. All the same characters. It, it, it takes place literally right after Dracula dies. This movie takes off from there. Wow. I am dying to see this movie. I got to see what this is all about. But I think other than that, they did a son of Dracula, which is absolutely horrible. And those are the only three movies Universal did with Dracula alone. Yeah. And we did a show years ago when we were first starting out, right? Where we we did this whole mocking thing about all the Dracula series that they did. The list. The list was like hundreds of them. It was crazy. Yes. But so Universal only did how many? Three. Three. They hmm. stopped with the sun. Now, so that's all they, they stopped th- with the sun. So they did Dracula, Dracula's daughter, and then Dracula's son. Right. And that was it. The sun was okay. terrible. Now they you've, so. you've got you've got Wolfman, of course. Do you have two crates addressed to the McDougal House of Horrors? And what's the number on the checks? Oh, never mind that. Tonight the moon will be full here. I haven't much time. Now listen closely. I'm flying out of here at dawn. Under no circumstances are you to deliver those crates until I arrive. Understand? Under... All right, so now Universal. Wolfman, did you... It was 10 years now later when Wolfman came to be with Lon Chaney Jr. After Lon Chaney played Frankenstein in some of the later Frankenstein movies uh, in the 30s. Question is... Um, and that was, of course, Abba Costello's, you know, take on it in the beginning of that movie. But the question is, um, did you ever feel afraid of or did you like the Wolfman in any way as a character? Yeah, I did. It was more about, you know, the fascination and seeing him morph into the Wolfman, which was kind of cool back then. You know, you see him growing the hair on his face and, and all that. That, to me, was really fascinating how they did that. But the storyline seemed to always be, to me, one-dimensional. Kill me, yeah. I'm the, you know, I'm uh, uh, you know, going to kill people, right. and I, I can't deal with that. Right? True. Yeah. And or he became, like, the go-to guy. 
Like Lon Chaney Jr., I don't put him down at all, but he never turned down a movie, it sounded like, or, or any of these, you know, any of these parts. Uh, he played Igor, he played Frankenstein, he played um, Wolfman. But whenever they asked him to play Wolfman in any of these movies, Frankenstein meets Wolfman, House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, he always said yes. It was his part, which I actually admire because Bela Lugosi did Frankenstein's, uh, not Bela Lugosi, Boris Koloff did, did um, the original Frankenstein really great. He played him yeah. like twice, and that was it. Right. Then he played Igor. Then he played a Dr. Frankenstein. You know, like, why did he get away from playing that character? I guess because it doesn't talk, I guess. But he was amazing in that, wasn't it? You tell right. me. True. No, he was. Yeah, as, when you think of Frankenstein, you think of him as Frankenstein, right? To no doubt. Day. No doubt. And the Wolfman, you think of, of this guy. Or Herman Munster. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, so when we get back, let's take a look at and see... Um, you know, where are we going with this? What's the future of this? Because to me, Abba Costello basically ended the career of all these guys in the uh, Meet Frankenstein. Abba Costello, Meet Frankenstein. They vanquished them all. Out of all these, the, the townspeople, the, 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 the guy, you know, with the silver bullet, uh, the guy, Van Helsing, none of them could get rid of them. Abba Costello got rid of them. Forever. Oh, relax. Now that we've seen the last of Dracula, the Wolfman and the Monster, there's nobody to frighten us Are anymore. you waiting for a oh, response that's too bad. I was Wait. hoping to get in on the... I was playing the clip, sorry. Let me go back. Oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> And I actually played the clip a little too early. So so what do you think? Am I right or wrong? You know, Abba Costello are the ones, the go-to to vanquish any of these monsters. I don't know if it was planned that way, but yeah. Turns out. it happened. All right, we'll be back. Right this, everything goes new again. Here they are, Abba Costello vanquishing, celebrating the end of all the Universal Monsters. All relax. Now that we've seen the last of Dracula, the Wolfman and the Monster, there's nobody to frighten us anymore. Oh, that's too bad. I was hoping to get in on the excitement. Who said that? Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the Invisible Man. <laughs> Hi, this is Walter Koenig, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. This is Terrence Winter, writer and executive producer of The Sopranos, creator and executive producer of Boardwalk Empire and The New Vinyl on HBO. And you're listening to my friends Douglas Viviani and David Cohen on Everything Old is New Again. Hey, it's Dr. Peter Weller. I'm here with my friends David Cohen and Douglas Viviani on Everything Old is New Again, one of my favorite shows. And I may not be the most interesting man in the world, but I'm one of them. Hello, everyone. I'm Dee Dee Sorvino, co-author of Pinot Pasta and Parties, along with your favorite good fella. Paul Sorvino. And we are here to tell you that you should be listening every day, all day long. Wake up to it and sleep with it. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Hi, this is Paul McGann, the Eighth Doctor, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again. This is Bobby Clark for Everything Old is New Again and the nostalgic look to the future. Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Death, eternal punishment for anyone who opens this casket. The mummy, is it dead or alive? Human or inhuman? You'll know, you'll see, you'll Feel the awful, creeping, crawling terror that stands your hair on end and brings a scream to your lips. There's nothing on earth like the mummy. You say an invisible man. 
show you who I am and what I am. <laughs> Even the moon's frightened of me, frightened to death. The whole world's frightened to death. Uh, welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. Are you frightened to death of this discussion, or should we be frightened to death? It is Halloween, Halloween weekend. David Cohen, I know you love that maniacal laugh. What are we saying about that? You see that? In see, to me, it, it just take any fear I had when when I hear these villains with this weird laugh. It just takes me out of it completely. Like, what is that? What is? Why are they laughing after they say that? And in <laughs> such a maniacal way i what's do you understand the maniacal laugh that whole theme that happened back then i think it's i they, i think they underestimated their audience these brand new movies so to speak from the 1930s and i think they said they had to show someone that's really evil with this laugh because people i don't know it's something people don't do so we want to show that this guy is off you know and, off. and maybe the okay. actors weren't as good as they thought they were i, I don't know what the motivation for it i don't know i'm speculating right. but I I think that uh, they they did it to show that he was like a Joker type. It's the last time last time we heard it was like the 1940s, let's say, and then we heard it again in the Joker, and that was it. In the in, in the Batman TV show, that's true. Yeah, right? yeah, that crazy maniacal yeah. laugh, and then Heath Ledger did it. You know, pretty crazy. That's true, right? So I, I wish he was around. We could ask him, did he take it from uh, those days? But we're investigating, and we're going to now talk about, in a moment, the future. What's the future of Halloween in Hollywood entertainment? Before we do, I wanted to talk. We talked about The Invisible Man. That's a universal property from 1933. And they did The Invisible Man, then The Invisible Man Returns. The Invisible Woman, they did Invisible Agent, where he was an agent against the Nazis. He was a man for good at that point. Then The Invisible Man's Revenge. And then, after all that, who put an end? Who do you think put an end to the career of The Invisible Man? Universal. Well, I, I I, mean, I assume you're referring to Abbott and Costello. Yes. But they did do an Invisible Man movie a few years, a few years back, right? Five years ago or so. But not Universal. I'm talking about the Universal okay. ones, right? The Universal only they had plans to do all these with the Dark Universe, but it's all those plans are vanquished. So the the you've I, been using the word vanquished a lot. I I'm am curious I, about that. This is like the show villains being vanquished, and then the whole the whole you know movie theme being vanquished by the studios. This is literally a show like 469 or something like that. And I've never used the word in 468. And now you're making up for it. Exactly. Better than saying long story short. <laughs> he used to say that a lot. You did? <laughs> I, I felt that I guess I did. so. Maybe. I felt that I did in the beginning. But long story short. Uh, <laughs> so there's the Invisible Man vanquished. Vanquished. Abbott and Costello. There you go. And then, to me, one of the worst Abbott and Costello movies, because they were a little bit older, was They Meet the Mummy in 1955. Right, mm. but yeah. the Mummy franchise started in '32, and there's our friend Boris Karloff, the original Mummy, the original Frankenstein, and another another character where he didn't really speak much, right? Yes, correct. Just grunted a lot. Yeah, I I got to hmm. assume he did that in '32. He did Frankenstein '31 and '33, the Bride of Frank Frankenstein. So I'm going to assume for those three or four years when he did these roles that he didn't speak. 
that's probably why he said, I'm done. I would like to act. Can I actually say some words now? You know what I mean? Like he's walking around chasing people. That's all he did. And and did he ever? I don't even know. Did he ever have a speaking role that was memorable? Boris Maybe Karloff? he had a weird voice. Yeah. Well, he he wasn't he the Grinch? Oh, that's right. So he didn't have a weird voice. He yeah. had a very creepy voice. Creepy voice. Very baritone. Maybe that was a problem. Yeah. You know, uh, it was like too baritone. Uh, he like had that crazy. Tony the Tiger thing, you know? Yeah, he also had that crazy, like, um, sort of affectation as well. Didn't You're he? a mean one. I can't even get down that low. It was right. a very deep voice. Yes. He did lots of stuff. He was cool. But yeah, he, he had this crazy voice. I don't think the accent and the voice was something people wanted to hear. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Although you did see the Hence Bowery. the mummy. Right? Yes. Bowery Boys Meet Boris Karloff. Uh, if you saw don't that remember one. that. <laughs> he was in, I think he was called the monster at that point, whatever. But all right. So the mummy, there was the mummy, the mummy's hand, the mummy's tomb, the mummy's ghost. The Mummy's Curse. They the mummy's really prostate. That was a very underrated movie. <laughs> Trying to do some uh, public relations there. He literally um, <laughs> some awareness. He 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 kind of did the same stuff in every one of these movies and just chased people down um, in the Universal. And I don't know. Did it give us any insight into Egypt? I mean, it was it was King Tut's tomb was opened around that time and that's why this became such a fascination i see you know okay. but the stories i mean let me ask you out of all that we've mentioned so far and this is the last universal monster is the mummy first last or in the middle of being scary well didn't they do the whole mummy thing again with brandon fraser that was pretty successful over the years they, they did two did. or three films I those, think, were, right? those were great but not the unit they was not universal you know, Universal okay, ended all I keep all getting that. away from the Universal people. <laughs> so, so out of the Universal situation, did you did you even watch any of these movies? No, I mean, you know, the originals, but not the, generally not the sequels. By the way, not Lon really. Chaney Jr. took over for Boris Karloff ah. in this franchise as well. So Lon Chaney's played every one of these characters uh, except for Dracula. How crazy is that? But um, all right, so so I mean, we've we've gone through it. There's not a lot of stories. There's not. Is there anything else we could do with those characters? Do you think, or is the no? Well I think drawn? the monsters kind of put them all together the right way. But um, I mean, you know, it's been done. There there have been remakes over the years of all of those monsters. So so it's possible. So with that, do you? This is my this is my thought. And I, what's I'm, your real question my, my thought is this in next section we're going to turn to what's the future and i have a postulation okay. there but mm -hmm. with respect to the I'm past sure slashers universal monsters all that stuff to try to scare you is not scaring us anymore there's no, no. slasher movie that's going to scare you my kids are 11 and you know leo's 11 and he's okay to watch uh scream you know like it, it doesn't scare right. anyone any, anymore anymore the these monsters which used to scare people back up to like maybe the 60s let's say in those hammer movies whatever they don't scare us even the ones that like you mentioned with brendan fraser they're adventures they're not scary movies they're adventures which are great they're more archaeological adventures and stuff like that there's a little scariness oh, but true, right. they're not really there to scare you so to speak a little bit there's a little stuff in there but I think the only way to go with these characters, and it's been done, but is to do something like an Abba Costello where you have 
comedies with these characters. I think that's the only, and they did it with, as you mentioned, they did it with Adam's family, they did it with uh, Munsters. But if you had to make a movie now for Halloween involving these characters, and I think they just did that with those, with um, um, Hotel Transylvania, right? You just make a comedy of these characters. Yeah. It's all that's left to do. And, and that's being done. So I think the well is dry all the way through. Maybe you could squeeze a little more comedy out of it. Maybe so-and-so meets, you know, these characters again. I don't know, maybe. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's been done, right? I mean, we're, we don't have to talk about these characters anymore, do we? Or I mean, is, is that the reason why the Dark Universe ended? I mean, they tried to, they thought they were going to do this. It's basically done for them, no? Why did they not go through with that, the Dark Universe? The Mummy killed it. Tom Cruise's movie killed it. They had tremendous uh, plans, and it was such a flop that I think it's still Universal said, I, we don't have the money for this to really? waste on oh, us. okay. I don't even remember the Tom Cruise. There was a Tom Cruise Mummy movie? Yes, and the, the, actually wow. the, the Mummy was a female in that particular movie. Um, Interesting. So he destroyed, I'm not saying him, but you know his movie, whatever, destroyed <laughs> those those plans. They had plans for all. They had everybody in place. If you look, they had all the actors in place to do all these different roles that we just spoke about. Wow! Um, and they were going to put them all together in time together, like the Avengers and stuff. And further, the failure of Disney to properly handle and and uh, pro- and prepare, produce good uh, movies that involve the Marvel characters since, let's say, the last Avengers movie um, has destroyed it as well. They're basically like, look what's happening with Disney. They can't get a, a hit anymore with Marvel. Well. We know in my world we know what that is. Get away from the comic book characters, and they're no longer the characters that are going to be successful. You know, I don't want a screenwriter creating another story for Iron Man or something. You know, show me the stories that you've done for the last fifty plus years in the comics. There's plenty there. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see somebody creating a brand new story that doesn't know and didn't grow up with these characters. That's a different story. But when we get back, let's find out then what is the new or next thing for Halloween entertainment. Right here and everything old is new again. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. has one wish. Wherever those girls went, they brought something back with them. <laughs> to make us lose faith. I believe you can help get our daughters back. To kill it in us. And the devil never gives up. Hmm. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again, Halloween version. That's the movie, the first of the trilogy coming up of the new Exorcist. That's Exorcist Believer. We're here, Douglas Viviani with David Cohen, discussing maybe now what could be the future of Hollywood entertainment when it relates to Halloween. Did you? I remember you saw the the Exorcist with me. I think with a group of people. Really? No? Yeah. Did we? Day after the prom? Or maybe you didn't do that one. After the prom, probably the That's junior apropos. prom. I think it was actually the junior prom. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the fact that the director and writer of the last three Halloween movies with Jamie Lee Curtis is now taking over the franchise of The Exorcist and he's going to do a trilogy with that. Um, I would say it probably doesn't bode well. Interesting. Really? I think the opposite. I think he's going to do a great job with it and I think this might be, might 
be the future because you know we're away from monsters but here's a monster that hasn't been explored really is the devil the devil and uh of course it was explored in the exorcist but that's 1973 this is going to be a direct sequel to that and in fact um what's her name um ellen burston is who's the mom in 73 is in this movie for a bit as a consultation and uh it's interesting. It has two girls go into the forest for whatever reason. They come back and they are, uh, you know, I possessed. Guess possessed and 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 takes it off from there. The and this is going to be released very soon if it's not already released. October sixth, um, they say here. I don't know if it will be. Um, this is and, and the second one's already been made and ready to go. Uh, April eighteenth, two thousand. 25 they're gonna release that so i don't know i like what david gordon green did with halloween if you saw those last three halloween movies especially the last the first two of them were really good really good fresh looks at the story and took it from where it was um and and all those movies in between was so horrible that maybe that was part of it because the comparison uh to those movies were something else but um to me, I think this could be something that could really take this to the next level. David Cohen, do you have any interest in seeing this movie? Not really. And unless unless the reviews are really, really good, like over the top, great. I not really. Would you get scared if it was sort of and I'll say like, but you know, we want something new, but is it like in terms of the experience that you had with the Exorcist? originally would you if it gives you that kind of experience um first of all do you think that's something new and would you go see it yeah if if it was going to scare me like the original one did sure i'd see it like i don't think the slasher movie in the beginning it scared you a little because a new concept but after all these all these years i don't think there's anything to it i don't think there's anything to those monsters but this situation if done right can scare you because you know just the idea of you know there's an afterlife and there's you know this this uh, good and bad and, and the, the devil's coming forward to control you here on earth i mean in theory that's that's a struggle it's almost like freddy uh in in some ways uh you know in your dreams and stuff like that but freddy was there just to slash you and kill you the devil's here to to make things worse for your life while you're right. here you know True. So I don't know. I think if it's done yeah. well, it could bode well for this genre. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I hope it. I hope it's good. I'd like to see it if it's good. I like. But, let me go this way with it. Wouldn't you like to be go to the movies and actually be scared instead of laughing at the slashes and whatever? Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like to me, for me to be really scared now, it, it has to be a different concept, like yes. something I haven't seen before. A hundred percent, which may be, then here's another postulation, and then I'll leave it to you to, to tell us what you think uh, of this whole thing, because we have a little bit of time. There's a new movie coming out this year, Roswell Delirium. Urban legend has it that Space Rock is a place with healing powers that originated from the crashed spaceship in Roswell. So, anyone believe in aliens? The unidentified has to be an alien spacecraft. We need to find that black box and see what really happened. They took her. Who took her? Them. Will the new entertainment in Halloween surround and revolve around 
UFOs is the new villain, David Cohen. Yeah, maybe. I think that's where that's always a that's always a hot topic. Something that you get pretty creative with. And I don't think have they really since the fifties. Now I'm talking about now in today's world. Have we really done in today's world it it, it justice where aliens uh, come down and, and wreak havoc uh, individually or on a society? Yeah, um, that, that's definitely been done many times. All right, all right. So maybe you think it's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's but, really. But been... it, it. But even if it is, I mean, there's always new takes on that because you never know what the aliens really want or what they want to do. And if, if the movie or the TV show, whatever it is, you know, sort of rolls it out in that way where it's unknown what their intentions are, or if, even if you know in the outset what their intentions are, but if it's a well-made movie in terms of what the, what the effects are of, of these evil intentions, then yeah. I mean, that to me, that's sort of like an endless resource of, of, you know, being scared by this stuff sure i agree i i, I maybe i phrased it the wrong way because i agree with you 100 it's been done but i don't think it's been explored like these other two genres we're talking about ad infinitum where all the possibilities have been have been explored we've done yeah, everything with the universal maybe monsters not. we've done everything with the slashes right i don't think we've done everything with either of these two i think there's more can be done with the devil stuff and i think there's more that can be done for sure with ufos as a horror flick you know yeah i i think you're right and and the other thing that's happening now not now i mean it's been happening for a while is you know these recreations or these movies about serial killers which is another like potentially scary topic and i'm sure there's a lot more to be done in that area too and again it all comes down to you know is it well made is it a good movie and and does it not only scare you but is it also good like interesting to watch and i think that's a tough combination right there yes i think also sometimes life is scarier real life is scarier than the movies if you talk about those serial killers and the stuff that really happens that touches it a little too much because it was that jeffrey dahmer uh special i think what do you want to call it this mini series on I think it was hbo i didn't watch it most people said they could not sit through it it was horrific in terms well there of- were two there was one that was like a reenactment and then there was a documentary and i think they were both supposedly very good i didn't see either because i don't really i guess i didn't really feel like being scared when <laughs> when they had come out just wasn't in the mood you but know? it's a different kind of scare in a way it's sort of a real maybe that's the thing yeah it's a real scare of this really could happen in theory happen. and and did happen and could right. happen again, as opposed to Frankenstein. But even which like is not supernatural stuff, right? Like The Devil, or um, what was that movie that spooked me? Came out years ago about the girl that cl- she climbs out of the well. Yes. It was based on a Japanese movie of a similar title. Yeah. Um, but even stuff like that, that you know isn't going to happen, right? If it, it, I get spooked to the extent during those movies where when I get home at night and I shut the lights out, you know, your mind starts playing tricks on you and you're like, well, of course that can't happen, but could it, you know, that right. sort of thing. Well, <laughs> almost like the Blair Witch, you know, it was, it was right, real life, right, real life, right, real life. Right. And then there's this twist at the end, you know, and you go, what just happened? Wait a minute. What? And and then like to me, I wasn't scared in the movie, so to speak. When I got home and I really right? put it together as to what that last yeah. scene was, <laughs> I got to chill up my spine, you know? Yeah. Same with me. Yep. So maybe that's the way to go. Um, 
Maybe it's the aliens and the devil together. Maybe the aliens are the devil. Maybe the, you know, the <laughs> combine the two and that really would be frightening is, you know, it was challenge all faith and stuff, you know, that's true. Uh, right. Right. I don't know. Let's write a screenplay. Right. I like it. I'm ready. All right. So it is really basically what we're saying kind of is everything old is new again, because if you really think about it, we're now settling on our thoughts are sort of the UFO, maybe a little bit of the devil, but the UFO. Uh, and we go back to Orson Welles and the War of the Worlds, 1938, right? <laughs> Everything old is new again. We'll be back uh, next week to explore more fun thrills and adventure. And we'll go out with a little, uh, little goodbye from the War of the Worlds, 1938, Orson Welles. Happy Halloween, David. Bye. Bye. Starting now, we couldn't soap all your windows and steal all your garden gates by tomorrow night. So we did the best next thing. We annihilated the world before your very ears and utterly destroyed the CBS. You will be relieved, I hope, to learn that we didn't mean it and that both institutions are still open for business. So goodbye, everybody, and remember, please, for the next day or so, the terrible lesson you learned tonight. That grinning, glowing, globular invader of your living room is an inhabitant of the pumpkin patch, and if your doorbell rings and nobody's there, that was no Martian, it's Halloween. You've been listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's pop culture entertainment talk show. Find us on the web at everythingoldisnewagain.biz. That's .biz. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.